If you have your Bible, please open it to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. This has been a very long week uh, for me this week. Um, you would you would think, you know, once you get back from vacation, you know, you have a a good week, but that wasn't my case this time. Um, you know, there, there never seems to be enough time in the day. That's how I've been feeling the past two months. Life is stretched thin. Um, the plate is too full. You know, everything seems to to be against you. There's uncertainties. There are fears, denials, insecurities. You're doing many things, but not good at any of them. You're, you're in a spiritual desert, just going through the motions of life. Maybe even a little depressed. You know, circumstances can be difficult. And sometimes you just want to check out. You know, this is where I've been all week. And in fact, I've been in and out of this for the past two months. And whenever I think I'm coming out, you know, something else happens and, and it pulls me back in. <laughs> you know, this week my my computer is my life. Everything on, that, my, on my computer is what I need. And my hard drive crashed this week. Wednesday night. While I was working on a class lecture, it just stopped working. And I already had a hard week. <laughs> and so while Kia and I were up late Wednesday night trying and praying, hoping this thing would reload, it would never load. And you can imagine what was going through my mind. All my files, all my sermons, all pictures, everything was on my laptop. So on Thursday, I, I took it up to the Apple store, and I was hoping, you know, if anyone can help me, help my laptop, you know, the people at the Apple store, they can do it. So if they, if they can at least fix it and get my data and my files off, then man, I'll be very, very happy. But that didn't happen. The guy that was helping me said, Brother, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but the hard drive is dead. The hard drive is dead. And now again, I was already having a hard week. That just added more wood to the fire. I was done. I was humbled. And even today, just taking everything I got to come here today because I really don't want to be here preaching. You know, where, where do I want to be? I want to be home licking my wounds and feeling sorry for myself. Even though my bulldogs won, I'm not even happy. <laughs> You see, and and so I feel like you know I have nothing to offer, I have nothing to give, and and I guess in reality that is the place where God wants me to be. I have nothing to offer, nothing to give, and so please understand, you know, I don't want pity, I don't want you to pacify me or patronize me. You know, what I need is your prayers, and so if you will pray with and for me. Let's go to the Lord and ask for his spirit to move.
goeth through the storm, you are still Lord of all. Though that is easy to sing, but often hard to believe in the storm. Everything about you is always easy to sing about. It's easy to hold firm to it when life is well. But when things fall apart, we sometimes fall apart. Our beliefs sometimes fall apart. And so, Father, even though I am in one of those broken places, I, I, I know that your spirit is not broken. Your word is not broken. It's still truth. You are still Lord. Your spirit is still moving. The same spirit that came at Pentecost, the same spirit that moved in the disciples, that same spirit is still at work in this place during this time. Life is not about us. Not about me, but it will always be about you and what you have done and what you will do. It's one thing to pray to be broken, it's another thing to really feel it and to really see it and have to deal with it and have to really acknowledge it because it hurts. So out of my weakness, I pray that you would be made known and your power be made great. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I woke up Saturday morning and Waikita said, no, Alex, I think you should go work on your sermon today. And I was like, mm, I don't want to work on it. He goes, remember, I lost my sermon <laughs> that I had for the Sunday. It's gone. It was gone too. And I didn't really want to go, but I knew I had to get it done. So I got up Saturday morning, headed up to Panera Bread, had no computer, no commentaries, no passage in mind. I was just going up there and see what was going to happen. So I had my Bible, my pen, got me a piece of some paper, a hot tea, and a power sandwich, and I just sat there. I sat there for a while, praying and asking the Lord to give me a word. And I started jotting things down, started writing things down, and Maybe an hour into my time in Panera Bread, the Spirit revealed something to me. He actually convicted me. And, and this is what he showed me. He said, he told me, basically, Alex, what has happened to your hard drive is what has actually happened to your life. It's crashing. It actually, it's been crashing for the past two months. And I was like, hmm, you're right. It has been. Overcommitment, stretching myself thin, trying to do everything. Eventually that stuff catches up with you. And what about you? Are you in the middle of what I call a life crash? Is the hard drive of your life burning out at this moment? Because eventually you do burn out. Overcommitments, they will eventually catch up with you. Working long hours will take a toll on your life and your family. Hardships do beat you down. Failures do lead to visits from Mr. Doubt. Responsibilities will always pile up like a mountain. 
and success and achievements can blind you to the internal needs of your heart and soul. You can only take so much and do so much as people. Eventually you break down. Hard drives stop working, even in Max. And I thought it could never happen, and it did. And your life crashes. And where do you turn for help? Where do you go for recovery? What do you do to get a reboot of your hard drive in your life? What is going to give you renewal? What is going to give you restoration? While I was in Panera Bread, uh, a lady was sitting in front of me, and on the back of her T-shirt, it said, Serenity is in the Smokies. You know where I wanted to go when I saw that. I want to go to the Smokies then. So if I can have calmness in the Smokies, well, Waikita, I'm going to go up to the Smokies for a few days. Serenity means calmness. And if, you're going to, if we're going to be able to keep calm in the middle of a life crash, then guess what? You're going to have to rely on the Lord to give you recovery, to give you renewal, to give you that reboot, to give you that restoration. See, we all know that in our heads. I, I knew that in my head. All week I knew it, but here I didn't believe it. Here I was feeling something else. Because our hearts are often slow to believe and to hold firm to what is true when life gets hard. We have to give our soul and our heart the medicine that it needs even when it's sick with unbelief. It still needs the gospel. It will always need the gospel. Even when it doesn't want to receive it, you've got to give it to it. And this week, I fed on two verses this week. That's all I could do. Two verses from Psalm 16 is where I read and prayed through all week. It says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Preserve me, O Lord, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. That verse means something when you're going through something. It's more than just words when you're in the middle of a life crash. Those words jump off the page and into your heart. They do. They come to life. Because you need the Lord to keep you. You need Him to keep you safe. You need Him to sustain you because you can't do any of those things yourself. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how much theology you know. You cannot preserve yourself. And the life crash reminds you of that. It reminds you that, you know what, you're not in control. You're not as strong as you thought you are. You don't have it all together. You can't micromanage everything. You can't do everything. You can't be everything. And when your life crashes, it hurts. It opens your eyes to your, to, to your limits of your own strength, to the limits of your own resources. And you have to embrace the fact that I cannot preserve my own life, even though I fool myself into believing I can. 
because I have a seminary degree or because I'm a Presbyterian preacher. That means nothing. It means nothing. The psalmist says, for in you I take refuge. For in you I take refuge. And, and a refuge is what? It's a place of safety. It's your safe place. Where is your safe place? Where do you run when it falls apart? Where do you run when the marriage gets hard? We all have a safe place. That place we go to for comfort. That place we go to to keep calm. What is it for you? It has to be Jesus. He has to be more than just words that we sing. He has to be more than that. He has to actually be your shelter in the middle of the storm. When, when it all seems like life is falling apart at the scene, you've got to run to Jesus. Because if you're not running to him, you're running to something. You run into something. Because we're finite beings. We, we, we're not infinite beings. We, 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 we are codependent for our existence. We need other things to survive. And I've been surviving on a lot of comfort eating, which is not good for me. Because it makes me more depressed and I gain weight and I feel worse about myself. So don't take refuge there. Don't, don't take refuge in, in unhealthy relationships. In loose living. Don't take refuge and pretend to be someone you're not. Just be who you are. You can't seek refuge in your job, in a career, money, addictions, or whatever it is you run to for your safe place. Those things are not Jesus. Those things are sinking sand and they would let you down all the time. Your hope can be not, cannot be, be built on but one thing. And that's Jesus. His blood, his righteousness. Again, it has to be more than just words. It has to be here. Preserve me, O Lord, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Please believe that Jesus is with you in the middle of your life crash. He is your safe place. It's always hard to believe the truth when you're struggling, but go to the Spirit and ask Him for help, and He'll help you. I know what it's like to feel empty, tired, burned out, feel like the walls are caving in. I know. And Jesus knows too, by experience. Psalm 9, verses 9 through 10 says, The Lord is the stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. Are you in trouble? Marriage in trouble? Your life in trouble? Then guess what? God is your stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O oh Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. That's a promise. Those who know your name put their trust in you, O oh Lord. And you have not forsaken those who seek you. Think about the, all the old saints of old. 
Think about all the saints in the Old Testament. Think about all the people of God who have gone on to glory. Did you know he's never forsaken any of them? Ever? Remember what he's done in your life. My life. And he can, he's never left me hanging. He's never left me out high and dry. And yet, every time I go through something, I think this time he's going to do it. But he never does. Lord, help my unbelief. Help it. And he'll help it. He'll give you what you need. Life crashes. People lose, people lose jobs. Marriage can be hard. Sometimes fall apart. Kids can rebel, break all the rules, don't listen to you. People are homeless, they live in poverty. People get sick. And people do pass on the glory. But you're never forsaken. You're never forgotten. You are inscribed on the hands of God. Know that. God has a tattoo and it's your name. Your name. Your name. Your name. Your name. Your name. Not a nameless face. Your name is inscribed on the palm of his hand. You. Just go ahead and put your name there. Alex is written on God's hand. What does that mean to you? That should encourage you. That should strengthen you. That should motivate you. That should keep you calm. And it should. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Even when you are faithless, even when you fall short, and trust me, you will. I do. I did this week. And probably will tomorrow. He remains faithful to you all the time. His faithfulness will always be greater than yours. Always. I don't care what you do for God. I don't care how spiritual you are. You hang out do him in faithfulness. So don't even try. For when you are weak, then you are strong. His grace is made perfect in your what? Weakness. Not your strength. Grace is made perfect in weakness and brokenness. And life crashes. Not when you think you have it all together. Not when you're trying to be cookie cutter. It's when you just admit we're broken. I'm broken. My family's broken. My kids are broken. You know what? It's okay. We're all broken. Let's have a party. <laughs> it's okay. Don't have to fake it. Just embrace it and accept it. There's a profession called um, life coach, and I can't believe there people actually get paid to be a life coach. Um, but you know, a life coach is someone who counsels and encourages people in, in, in their career or when they have personal challenges. And, and this, I found this definition of a life coach. It says, a, a professional life coach guides you along your life path. The person is going to guide you along in your life path. You know, if God was a life coach, his, he's going he's to he's guide you in one thing, and it is this, showing you that in this life, Jesus is all you got and Jesus is all you need. And sometimes he uses suffering to show us that. That's what he's going to do. 
that in this life, Jesus is all we got, Jesus is all we need, and a life crash will wake you up to that like nothing else. That's all you got, and that's all you need. What does the psalmist say in verse 2? I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. But do you believe that? Do you believe that? You won't get through difficulties if you do not believe that. You won't get through life crashes if you do not believe that. Apart from God, apart from Jesus, we have no good. I have nothing. And that has to be something that I believe here. Not just intellectually in my mind. It has to be here, people, in our heart, in our soul. And it has to live there. It has to bathe there. It has to rest there. It has to sleep there. That we truly live our life knowing that in Jesus' presence is all my goodness. All my goodness. All my happiness. All my joy. All my peace. All my calmness. All my security. All my significance. All that I am is wrapped up in who Jesus is for me. And he's everything for you. Because he gave everything for you. No one else gave everything for you. No one else gave their life for you. But him. While you were his enemy. Not while you were his friend. How can you not know that he can bring you out or what you're currently going through. He can. He can. But do we believe it? And if you don't, guess what? It's okay. He already knows it. Just ask him to help your unbelief. Please pray with me. Father, the song says that you see the depths of our hearts. And yet, you love us the same. You see the insecurities. You see the doubts. You see the unbelief. And you're not embarrassed by it, Lord. You're not turned off by it, Lord. You love us the same. And I pray that truth, Lord, we will believe it when we need it. It would not just be words on a page, but it would be written on our hearts. That your spirit will write it on our hearts, not just our minds. And I thank you that you are the one who gives recovery. You are the one who gives restoration. You are the one who gives renewal. And I praise you that we're never alone when life falls apart. You are there with us. You walk with us to the valley of shadow of death, Lord, and we're not alone. And I pray as your people here go out this week into school, to their jobs, to their families, whatever you have called them to do and be, I pray they will go out with a confidence in knowing that you are their safe place and that you will preserve their life through whatever storms cross their path. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand as we close? our service.